China appears set to reveal at a military parade this week a weapon so formidable that it could upset the balance of power in the Asia-Pacific region. The so-called carrier-killer missile, or to give it its proper name, the Dongfeng-21D, is likely to be wheeled through Beijing as China marks the 70th anniversary of the end of the Second World War. I'm James King, the FT's Emerging Markets Editor, and joining me on the line from Beijing is China correspondent Charles Clover, who broke the news of the missiles likely showing in the FT. Charles, let me ask you first, why is this missile a potential game-changer? Hi, James. Uh, this missile is actually a potential game-changer because it would be very difficult to shoot this missile down. It's faster than anything that could potentially intercept it, and there are no current defenses against it. So it does actually, you know, if it performs according to spec, which is a major caveat, it would potentially change the balance of power in a maritime confrontation close to China's shores by making it very risky to send an aircraft carrier, to send U.S. ships into within its range, which is about a thousand kilometers as far as, as we can tell, a thousand to fifteen hundred kilometers. The missile itself is at the moment very difficult to bring down. China could potentially mass produce them and, you know, shoot hundreds of them at US ships close to its shores. On the other hand, in order for these missiles to hit their targets, they would depend on a massive array of sensors, radar, satellites in order to be able to lock onto their targets, which would be ships moving in the middle of the ocean. So it would be very difficult to hit a ship if there wasn't uh, some sort of a, a radar station locking onto it or a satellite that had pinpointed it or something like that. These sensors would themselves be vulnerable in a conflict, and so the U.S. defense against these missiles would be to take out the, the radar stations or the sensors or the satellites that would guide these missiles. That, of course, creates a sort of a dangerous situation. If there were some sort of confrontation between the U.S. and China, the first step the U.S. would take would be to destroy China's radar stations that could potentially be used to guide a missile like this that would destroy U.S. ships. And so in a confrontation, that would be a very dangerous step. So there are a number of analysts that are worried about the deployment of these missiles because it potentially raises the temperature in general in the Western Pacific Ocean. And how certain are we that the missile will make an appearance at the parade? We're not entirely certain. There was a mention in a Communist Party newspaper last week that the missile had been seen in a rehearsal of the parade. Now, that clearly was not an accident. That was designed to send a signal that this missile was going to be the star attraction of the parade this was designed to send a signal to the U.S. that this missile is public, you know, operational, deployed, and it was designed to send the signal on the eve of a visit by President Xi Jinping to Washington later this month. So there was a lot of sort of a complicated stagecraft involved in, in this parade and in, in this missile being part of it. Now, whether it's actually going to be there, then nobody can actually tell because you can't actually see the missile. It's inside a launch tube, and the launch tube, part of the DF-21 family of missiles, you know, there are four of them. There's the A, B, C, and D, and you don't know which one is inside the launch tube in the, the launch vehicle. 
But these, you know, launch vehicles will be making their way down uh, the, you know, downtown Beijing and across Tiananmen Square during the parade. We'll just sort of be depending on the Chinese government to announce that this missile was in the parade. I don't think anybody's going to be able to independently verify that it was there. Can you tell me, what does this missile's development say about U.S.-China relations and more broadly about the balance of power in the Western Pacific? Well, the missile says that China is trying to rewrite that balance, that China wants what they call access denial capacity. This is a defense jargon in the Western Pacific. They want to be able to make it so risky for the United States to deploy a major carrier battle group in the South China Sea or in the Western Pacific that the U.S. doesn't actually do it. And part of the genius of this plan is that no matter how well the missile actually performs in real life, we don't really know how good this missile is. It's not actually been tested against the full array of countermeasures that a carrier battle group could avail itself of. No matter how good this missile actually is in real life, if the U.S. believes that the Chinese have such a missile and that it is potentially capable of doing what it's supposed to do, which is to evade countermeasures and destroy an aircraft carrier, then the U.S. will potentially not deploy carriers close to China. (laughs) So, you know, in the Chinese version, that would be the ideal outcome is that the U.S. becomes very wary of sending carriers within a thousand kilometers of Chinese shoreline for exactly that reason that uh, the U.S. believes that the Chinese have this technological capacity. On the other hand, I think Western intelligence agencies know a lot more about this missile, obviously, than I do. I don't know how afraid they really are. But um, the expert community in the United States pays a lot of attention to this missile. It's probably the most interesting new weapon that the Chinese have developed in years, and it's gotten a lot of attention. Okay. Thank you very much, Charles. Thank you very much. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.